0: Have you actually read the power broker or do you just put that in the background of your zooms?
1: Uh, what's it's interesting that you asked because for the longest time until Sunday or Saturday, I didn't have anything. We just had these bookshelves with like these pictures Mm -hmm. that you can see behind us. And we finally, after like a year and two months of living here, we're like, we should probably like put something like unbox our books. Uh, and it was strategic of like, okay, what can we put back there? Where it's like, like I want stuff to like reflect that I, I don't know, a book about economics or some fucking shit. <laughs> you know, in the back <laughs> there, so I don't um, So it's not all like comedy books, stuff like that. So no, I've never read um, Robert Caro's The Power Broker, but uh, a coworker years ago told me that it was great. And I know that uh, Robert Caro is a big uh, influence on Conan because Conan has like, had him on. The podcast and talked about them, um, so I haven't read it. The likelihood that I ever will is very low. It's like eight hundred pages.
0: Uh, I think it's more than that. It's crazy. a really big book, and it's I, that thing ahead. where it's like it's not just eight hundred pages, but it's like they had to make the book bigger so the pages could be bigger to get more words on each page. Uh, I also own but have not read the Power right. Broker. I I believe yeah. I will read it. Uh, I am probably wrong. But yeah. I mean, I get, I get. It's one of those. It's like, if you have enough time, you'll read everything. But you know, you don't have enough time. That's probably not towards the front, but maybe it'll move right. up towards and the front.
1: It's one of those books that I'm like, I know it's good. And I've heard only good things. I know it's going to be really good. But like, faced with either the maybe like an easier, more whimsical and fun read, like I'm probably at this point going to go for like an easier. Uh, and fun, quick read. It's
0: also difficult because you're, that's not actually the correct trade-off. It's like twenty or thirty easy fun reads. Yeah, right. you read right. like like is it right. like even just thinking of it as like a cultural thing? Talking to people is being able to talk to people about the Power Broker better than being able to talk to people about the twenty novels you might have read in the time you spent reading the Power Broker. Right. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's
1: that good. Maybe it's not. But. It
0: better I, fucking work if it's that long.
1: Like, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I bet it would take me three years to get through it. Like, just, like, starting and stopping and stuff. Like, I would imagine it would be before I finished it and, like, had, like, focus. I bet it would be three years.
0: Have you ever read Infinite Jest? <laughs> no.
1: It's uh, also one of those things that's like, I probably I probably should read this, like, but...
0: I think these days... I love it completely. I think these days it is very much less a cool, fashionable thing to put in your bookshelf behind you on a Zoom call. Uh, but I definitely, the fir- I, I've read it twice. The first time I read it was exactly what you're describing, like fits and starts over the course of years. But then like a y- year or two later, maybe longer, I'm, I'm bad at the calendar, but I, I read the whole thing again and I just zipped through it like it was nothing. Oh, like it still took me months, but like I never stopped. I just had a great time and did it. So do you think there are people who read the power broker more than once?
1: No. Why would you Right? Like
0: you, I, yeah, you, you shotgun that information into your head the one time, right? You can't be doing it again.
1: I, instead of reading infinite Jess, which I, and like I should, maybe I'll just watch that Jason Segel movie.
0: I watched that movie and I didn't like it very much. But really? I, I also read the book that movie is based on. And early on, they go to a Monocle's Pizza. David oh, Foster Wallace okay. was a big fan of Monocle's Pizza. See, they talk about how you put ranch on the pizza there. Pretty fun.
1: Well, oh, now, oh, wait. Where, where I'm. So I there's not a Monocle's Pizza in Effingham, but there is one in Champaign. And, yeah. like, there's a lot. In- you no, in the central Illinois region. Mm-hmm. And I was always under the impression, and when i have gone, it wasn't the ranch that is draw, but the French dressing that is the draw to dip on the pizza. Is that not correct I for you, I, in your experience? In
0: my experience, you go there, and they put a bottle or ranch on the table, and they're like, this is for you to use. Now, maybe there's... I haven't been to one in 10 years, so... Maybe I my my memory like could be failing me. I don't know. I thought it was ranch. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, these are obviously matters of degree. Now, I know I'm. This is sauce talk. I should have. I should be have more strong convictions.
1: But Pat, pedal will call in and correct us. If you,
0: if Pat call in, uh, it's a nine hundred number. Thirty five dollars <laughs> a minute. Uh, but we're really excited to hear from you about what kind of. I think is ranch, but I also am not that confident. Maybe they got both and they just saw me come here, like, you know what, this motherfucker wants to get that ranch out. This guy won't. He says, you give him the French, he'll say it's too spicy. Let's go bet. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. we got another fantastic episode of sauce talk for you uh before we get into a deepest apologies the magic talking robot maybe out of work i know we're all going to miss her but uh she didn't have anything to say in a while anyway but you know who does have a lot of interesting things to say on the other line we know him we love him it's paul white here hey johnny how are you thanks for having me oh i'm doing well how are you doing buddy i am i could not be fine so glad to hear it. Let's not fuck around. Hey, Paul, eat anything good lately?
1: Johnny, I have. So, as you know, I live now in Naperville, Illinois, which is like the most suburb of suburbs that i, I could ever possibly I, I believe
0: that city was founded by John Naper. Is that correct?
1: That sounds correct. There's a Naper Settlement. Uh, near downtown, so I don't know the answer to that. But if you seem to be really confident about it, that's right. Um, so I, I tend to believe.
0: It. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm. Not, I don't mean to push you astray. I just added a note. We got a whole subtopic on Naperville coming up. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Uh, I'm not um, just going
1: to read from the Wikipedia page.
0: Let's hear, let's hear about this good food you got out there in Naperville, though.
1: Yeah. So what just opened is a. Abe's Hot Chicken Joint, Ooh. which I didn't think was going to be good because it's like okay, you're gonna put like a small chain hot chicken place in Naperville, like it's gonna be pretty bland, blah blah. But we went there and it was fantastic. You know, it's not like you go to the one in like Nash, you know, like the Nashville, uh, whatever I can't remember what it's called. Um, but I mean, but it is like pretty darn good. Like I was very Pleased, pleased with it, like pleased with the spice level, even though I got hot. I didn't go crazy right off the top because I wanted to taste like how the chicken actually tasted. And it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty good.
0: What, what was your order?
1: I got, um, they have like combos where you could get two like chick, like hot chicken strips. And then basically what they call the slider, but what ended up being an entire, um say like hot chicken sandwich. Like they called it a slider, but it was like on a regular size bun <laughs> with the amount of chicken that would be on a on a sandwich. Um and then fry, like fries came with it. And the fries even delivered or even picked up and brought maintained crispiness, which is like almost impossible.
0: That that is high praise. That is number yeah. one on the list of like even if you go pick it up at the restaurant and take it home yourself so you know it's as direct as possible.
1: Every Expectations time- low. Yeah, every time I order fries from something besides a uh, fast food joint, but like if I have an order and I have fries in it, immediately after I like click order and it's being delivered, I'm like that was fucking stupid. Yeah, like get something that I'll keep. Doesn't work,
0: but it, it sounds like it did work this time.
1: It wa- it did, it was great. Uh,
0: I think that the proliferation of Nashville hot chicken that we have seen via both new restaurants or adding it to existing menu. Now I get that would, that maybe I, I want to step back from that one, but especially here in the twin cities, I see new places that have it. And I see a lot of food trucks that have it, or even are committed to it almost exclusively. And they seem to be really successful. And I think it's a testament to just what you're talking about is this is the one time everybody said like, it doesn't, it's not going to be as spicy as the crazy legit place in Nashville, but this just, an actual effort to actually sell people spicy food
1: yeah we're in a like a spice and like hot sauce revol- like revolution mm-hmm. right like it's it's been crazy Any, anywhere you go now i feel like has things on the menu that are like super hot or um like there's just an effort to get things like that on the menu yeah and i don't know what the catalyst is i don't like it, it certainly is probably in somewhat due to the success of like that hot ones, the YouTube show and like that culture around it, um, because anywhere you go now, like any, I feel like any farmer's market you go to or any little um, shop has like 10,000 different hot yeah. sauces on it. Right. And now there's this whole popular website, Heatness, which is like their whole thing is hot sauces
0: kind of stepping on my corner i think they could shoot me a check but uh the main point i think is is, is right that i guess what it is, is is to some extent is probably that if this this nashville hot chicken thing becomes a trend and if you don't make it kind of spicy then you're just a new entry into fried chicken and boy is that a, a game you don't want to go play you, right you have to like it's it's hard enough to open a restaurant without like by the way there's 300 other places doing this so you got to just actually make it spicy, which is everybody's first instinct is to
1: not do that. Yeah.
0: And so they, they actually seem to do it. And I think it's, it shows it's working. So I think it, it probably only begets more of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And to your, like your point, that's a good point about fried, like putting fried chicken or something on the menu, because it's one of those foods that people, it's, it feels like is very personal to people or like they have, it. they have something in their head about how fried chicken should taste. And like, Listen, if you're not going to do it well, like kind of don't do it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever want to go to the place that doesn't focus on fried chicken or the fried chicken. That never works. Right. You're never going to have a good time with that. Um, for our next subject here, next subject, next topic. We talk about topics on this show. Hey, fuck subjects. Uh, our next topic, we're going to get into one of our recurring segments. You know it, you love it. I've used that phrase already. It's I think you should hot take. I want to set this up again for the listener. This is a segment where people come on the show and they talk about uh, a hot take they have, something they sincerely believe, but they think that at least, let's say, three-quarters of our group will not agree with. Ideally, the perfect example would be something that one, two, maybe three people agree with, but nobody else. You don't want the wildly outlandish thing that only you believe because then you could just say whatever crazy thing and maybe you don't even believe it. But what, what you're looking for is most people don't agree, but there's a tiny little sliver that does. Now, I'm going to say in Paul's defense, I don't know what his take is, but I did spring this on him. I didn't prep him in advance and he's expressed some reservations about his take. I don't know if that means it's too hot or not hot enough, but I'm just saying this now. I know how you guys can be, and once you to hit the brakes. If this take comes out and it's not that great, it's my fault, not Paul's. And you wouldn't yell at me, and I know you won't. So, but also don't yell at Paul. Okay, Paul, I think you should hot
1: take. As a straight white man, I fit. No, I'm just bad um, <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, so I, you know, I don't know if this is a hot take. I. Say, I uh, uh, like very collo Like, I have things that I say that I've been, uh, but my wife has pointed out are like very colloquial in nature and they're just like straight up wrong grammatically. Does she
0: not have but those? Is she is she better than that? She's better than that. Or do you just, you're, or are you just
1: some dude from the I, sticks and you don't recognize them? Exactly. Could be that. Maybe uh, you don't even well, know. To, to her credit, like, I have been saying what this thing I'm about to say, okay. this kind of phrase, for years and in- didn't even, um, never penetrated my brain that it might be wrong grammatically. Oh boy. Uh, and it, it certainly is, but I, I want to stand by it and I want to stand by its used. Okay. So well, I say things all the time, like the car needs washed or the, like the dryer needs fixed without ever, I mean. I didn't even, I never have questioned it in my life that it should be, needs to be fixed or it needs to be repaired or things like that. But I like the way that it sounds, so I don't give a shit grammatically if it's correct or not. So maybe not like the hottest take, but it's something that I like and I want to defend its use.
0: Um, n- traditionally we have a, uh, a rule in this segment that we don't in- immediately discuss the hot take. So that way, if it is something like, I don't know, just think of a random example, some idiot comes on and says that I think you should leave. Isn't funny. I don't just like blow stupid, up at the person. Stupid per- stupid uh, if they're not here, we talk shit about them all the time. Fuck that guy. Uh, but we don't, I don't want to just blow up at the person. So there's like a cool down period. But in this case, I'm with you. This is some downstate Illinois bullshit that we are both very into. I think I have. I like to think I have mostly broken myself of it. But I, I I can absolutely. Growing up, uh, it's it's a weird use of passive voice. A lot of times, it can be very effective that way. My dad would never say, "Hey, Johnny, take the trash out." He'd be like, "John, trash needs taken out," and it's like an observation. It's like yeah. he's just letting you know, like, hey, I just this there's this thing I saw, but it yeah. also is like, take the fucking trash out, bro. That's that's your job, and you're gonna do it now. Yeah. Um, and so, the very, but but also, it wouldn't have to be. I mean, you could also argue that it's not just passive voice; it is passive aggressive. Uh, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Like you say, it could be anything. But I think right, it it most be. specifically, in like car needs washed. Yeah. Room needs cleaned up. Stuff yeah. like that. We're just telling somebody something, and it's just, but it, it, it's clean and it's effective. I have discussed this. I know I don't mean to invoke the man's name so very often. I know that I, in uh, a separate chain I have with Pat about setting up times to play video games, this came up once. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is this crazy thing I think they do in like Pennsylvania. And then we looked into it. There's a word, there's a phrase for this. And apparently, it is very common throughout, like, downstate Illinois as well. And so, it is. It is. This is. This is a way in which you and I are similar. Perhaps others will hear these phrases and think, "Oh, yes, I also say that." Or perhaps I don't know, Bill, somebody like, "What the fuck is that shit? I've never heard that before." Who do you think hate would hate it the most? Well,
1: Pat will hate it the most because it's not well. Yeah, Yeah. Well, Pat hates everything the most, so we gotta gotta separate that. Um.
0: I'm trying to think who maybe like Matt Schmidt, I feel like if you're hardcore chicago this this will just like you have especially I feel like Chicago has a lot of their own uh narrow phrasings and usage choices, and they like those and they don't like others. Maybe I'm wrong who is is who is the most like Chicago into their roots in our group? We don't really have that a ton despite you know our Relative centrality of a group in Chicago,
1: yeah. Uh, it would have to be Matt, right?
0: I, I, Matt was who I said first.
1: I, but, but you know, I, I don't think because he's so nice that like he would hate it or it would be out. Now,
0: now, remember, I, 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 we did just yell at him for being an idiot. Oh, about his no, team. no, no,
1: I wasn't gonna no, say okay. Matt. I was, oh, okay, I saying who I was, is, um, you know, that's I think... a good
0: point. You're right, Matt is not very nice because if he was nice, he would like that good show we like. Go on,
1: yeah, uh, is. I think it is just going to hit dave artman's e because he's so oh. well spoken and calculated that it's gonna just be like poison to his ears
0: and perhaps the farthest removed from this if i, I remember this i i i'll send this out after oh no this' I'll, this uh, this map I found of where people say this that'll be the image for this
1: uh episode. Oh, beautiful
0: and I know it was it was just like the east coast some some Pennsylvania. Just peeling out some of the middle of Illinois and going back. And so Artman is like the farthest removed from this. Artman and yeah. Alex, I guess, both. Like if even like Bill or Charlie at least live close to where, or Charlie may even like this himself, live close to where people say this, they encounter it. Dave and Artman are going to be out of their minds. Can you run through? I know we've done a few. Can you think of any more really? Like for me, in my head, quintessential is John Trash needs taken out. Uh can yeah. you think of other examples that really ring true so we can really let uh whoever it is that's gonna hate this, let it really sting in their ears.
1: Lawn lawn needs mode. Lawn needs mode. Dog needs dog needs bathe. Actually we wouldn't say bathe, we'd say dog needs washed. Dog needs wash. It's needs. Like I'm trying to think if there's any it, beca- other... it becomes the
0: object which can't do anything, has needs. That's right. I, I assume there's other ways to do this, but that is the one that really sticks in my. In part because it's like fuck my dad yelling at me. This sucks. Um, so it makes sense those would be the ones that would stick. Yeah, uh, we'll look. I'm not going to look it up now. There's a, there, like I said, there's a phrase for this as well. We're gonna we're gonna do lots of great research and find all about this. Uh, I think that's I think that's a really good hot take, especially because uh, for this subject. I don't know. Maybe Mike Huber likes this. He could be close to around the range, but I'm not sure. feels like he's a different, like Alton is not quite the same
1: thing. Yeah. I feel like Huber won't hate it though. Right? Because I feel like he's probably, I feel like he's probably had friends or whatever from kind of around where we're from longer. So it's like, it Maybe he's more used to hearing it. I
0: also this is a side thing. I like the idea of us coming up with a take that we both sincerely believe that Mike would be like, "No, fuck those guys." Like that would be very combative <laughs> for him against us. I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I,
1: certainly it, we, we would have to say, we would have to say something like, "We don't think Merle Haggard was really Exactly. Good. We could troll was-
0: him successfully. But like of a thing we would really sincerely say, I would love to like, if you could just be told like, by the way, there are these things that are in you guys's brains and not Mike's. And this would make him that mad. I wonder what it is. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Everybody think about something like that and get back to us. And then
0: if you, especially if you think Mike would hate it, tell Mike right away.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Fuck with them.
0: I think that was a really successful uh, version of that segment, despite our initial misgivings. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it just as well again
1: Paul what sauce are you bringing to the table this week I am bringing it's a barbecue sauce but as you like I'm a big barbecue sauce fan and supporter right like if you can go get it from like a good regional restaurant or local place like obviously that's the best always but we have found and I don't know what kind of distribution it has and maybe let me know if you've seen it Johnny it's it's glass like a cylindrical glass bottle called Lily's barbecue sauce. Um, maybe you can only get like I don't know how far the distribution is, but for like for like supermarket barbecue sauce, like it's some of the best that Rebecca and I have found. Like, absolutely love it. Um, you can hear my dog in the background. He's really pumped. He's a big He's a big spicy, spicy smokehouse barbecue fan. It,
0: it seems like everybody's just in agreement here. This sounds like some really good sauce. Are there any particular uses? We just we just had a bunch of fun seeing uh, Dylan Fallick roll in with the ribs out of nowhere. That was a good type.
1: Oh, man. it would be so good on like so like especially the spicy ones would be so good on ribs. Yeah, yeah. It does do we think that Dylan is he a smoke like is he one of the like I'm gonna smoke it for 24 hours kind of guys or how did he did he ever say how he made those ribs? So I don't I know if he said him being like old dad mode. Like I woke up at 3 a.m.
0: I feel like Dylan's five years away from that. Okay. Needs, needs, needs the children around to be a little older and taking care of themselves a little more than they are. Sure. And then picks up a hobby. And maybe that's what he latches on to. And this becomes,
1: he buys his like $2,500. Yeah. You or can't like even that. talk
0: to him about it. Like he's speaking a different <laughs> language and, He's so dismissive of whatever comments you try to give that are encouraged. He's like, Oh, that, that doesn't make sense. No. Just, just impossible to deal with about it. Cause he's so hardcore.
1: 1000%. Yeah. Um, let's do
0: our mini Naperville segment. Can't wait.
1: How do you like Naperville? It's good. I mean, it's good so far. It's been, I think I've talked to, to you about this, um, it's been weird in the pandemic because we like moved into a brand new neighborhood and you can't really see or hang out with anybody. You can't have anybody over. We haven't had like a block party to meet people. And then like, normally we would be going into the city a lot more um, to see like friends and stuff like that. Cause there's nothing really stopping us from doing that, but haven't really been able to do a right. ton of that. Um, so it's been good. Like we like where we live. Um, it's in a good neighborhood. Naperville. I mean, there's a lot, restaurants and stuff i would say the strike against naperville as far as like restaurants and bars wise is it's pretty i think like the real estate's pretty expensive commercially so there's not breweries breweries which there are like good local ones um which i'm drinking right now um but as far as like bar like dive bars or kind of like non-chain restaurants there's not a lot so that would be my big gripe about it but about equidistant and Naperville downtown is Plainfield, which has more of those okay those restaurants um, and bars. So it's been good so far, but like you know, a little I, because we can't go see anybody. It's like a little isolating, but
0: right, yeah. I, I, we have talked about it before, but it, it has been and remains a weird time to be moving into like a new place and try to be trying to be discovering it. Right, and there's certain things you can do as well as ever, and certain things you can't figure out. Right. Um could we get could we get a read on that uh what's that what's that beer you're drinking?
1: John, this is a uh it's a be excellent and it was a dual release. The other one is to each other, obviously a nice. uh, reference to Bill and Ted. Um and it's a collaboration between Noonsel Brewery, um which is in Naperville, and Solemn Oath um Brewery, which is in Naperville as well.
0: Solemn Oath sounds really good. Yeah. Um have you, have you, have you been to these places? Are they, are they places you can go or are they much, are they more like production facilities or how does that work there?
1: No, you can go to them. Solomoth has a huge outdoor area. They did like the igloos during COVID nice. um, and things like that. Um, and noon whistle there, there's a, a one in Lombard as well that is a lot bigger and has like a kitchen and stuff. the, Naperville one is nice, and I love their beers. Um, it's a little bit small; like the brewery itself is a little bit smaller, the outdoor area is a little bit smaller, but um, but good. So
0: it sounds extremely legit. Um, I have a side. We're doing our subtopic on Naperville. If you're just joining us now, but I've got a quick side subtopic within that. Uh, I notice your shirt doesn't. Does that? Am I correct in noticing your shirt does not have a front pocket?
1: It does not. It's like a... uh, I bought it off Amazon for like $9. It's an IZOD golf shirt because I work from home today. It does not have a front pocket.
0: I find that I keep buying shirts on the internet and Mm -hmm. they show up and there's no front pocket. I want there to be a front pocket. I I feel like I used to always get a front pocket and now it's 50-50 every time.
1: I feel... I kind of feel the same way. Um, I ordered some like work sh- and I even like work shirts. I like the front pocket because I like I use it a lot. Like I'm throwing shit I'm, in like,
0: there all the time. Like
1: if I'm texting and, and shit like that, and I'm like go to the bathroom. Or, like I'll put it like in my yep. front pocket. And, um but you're right. Like now that I think about it, like less and less shirts are having front pockets on them.
0: Like especially now in COVID times. I'm out and about walking around. I love to have... I got a, I got my mask right there in the front pocket. Oh, yeah. And if I'm going through areas where there's buildings and there's like shady areas, sunglasses come off right in the front pocket, then come back out in the sun, sunglasses back out. I want that front pocket. I don't want to yeah. jam my mask and my sunglasses into my side pocket with my, my keys or my phone or something. That sucks. Yep. Front pocket oh. is perfect for this. And yet half the shirts I get got nothing. I
1: don't understand. It should say online in like an asterisk, like, by the way, no... No front
0: pocket. And I need that because I never look for it. I'm just like, oh, that's a nice color I like, and this seems good. And I just order it. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's going to have a front pocket. And it's too late. It needs to just say real loud. Well, it's time for our biggest segment. I don't know how this is going to go. It's a weird one. But uh, I've been thinking about blocks of time lately. And initially, I was like, well, this isn't interesting to anyone but me. But I realized, well, this is a good fit, actually. I've been thinking a lot about blocks of time because uh, it's 2021. And I got an email the other day saying, hey, your five-year anniversary at w- this company is coming up. And I was like, holy shit, that's actually true. I didn't realize it. But I started working for Thomson Reuters October 3rd, 2016. Wow. And so, and that's actually makes- Have you been? In- has that been Minneapolis the whole time? It was St. Paul initially. St. Paul, uh, okay. Yeah. Twin Cities the whole time. Um, But I realized that, I didn't even recognize it at the time, but in like a month and a half, I got the first real job I ever got, and the Cubs won the World Series, and Donald Trump got elected president. So that's like the most interesting period of my life to this point. That that It's crazy all that stuff happened. So it's very easy as like a, as a, a method of demarcation. Is that how you use the word demarcation? Don't answer. Uh, for, for marking things out, it's very easy for me to remember what my life was like in fall 2016. Because there was so much shit going on that I remember really well. Right. So thinking back to what things, and then you think about it again, though, five years before that... Now, now you got to fudge it a little bit. So, but then we graduated from law school in 2011. So you can very easily do where, what were things like in 2011, 2016, and then right now. And so I thought you would be a good person to talk about this with because you don't necessarily, have, you did not get your first real job in 2016. Uh, kudos to you. That was a good choice. But you did watch Donald Trump get elected, and you did watch the World Series that year. So you probably have a pretty good idea what was going on in I 2016. Do. We're not going to talk about those things because they're very depressing for you, and one of them is very depressing for me.
1: But I like the idea of – Wait, um, were you say? Well, it's, sorry. I, I hated the Cubs
0: winning the World Series, and I love no. it when Donald Trump won. Well,
1: you said one of those things was really good for me, which is obviously the Cubs winning the World Series. And one of those things was bad for me. Like Paul, like you, it was probably pretty good that Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that Donald we both won, won one and lost one. Sure. Me, yeah. Like you said, it's like.
0: <laughs> it's one of those things. It's retroactive. Sorry for interrupting it. Now that you live in Naperville, you like that Donald Trump won. It's, that's I how like, all this works. Yeah. Um, that's not true. Uh but I think that doing a state of sports consumption for let's just start with today versus fall twenty sixteen, exactly five years ago. Are mm-hmm. you the same guy you were then? If things changed, how does what is what is your
1: what, as what, far as sports consumption we
0: can start with sports or we could let's that's, that's, hell let's maybe we can even broaden it out but like how do you spend your leisure time to the extent that it exists yeah
1: it's uh is it radically it, different it's ra- i would say it's it seems different. like
0: it's radically different for most people i think
1: i was much more active not physically not like working out i've never i mean you, no one remembers me as in good shape um but, like, I was – at that time, I was, like, doing – like, go – you know, sometimes going out during the week. Like, I was doing improv several nights a week and on, like, the weekends and things like that. Um I was, like, yeah, do – like, doing stuff during the week and every single weekend. Now, what's, like, my – like, I feel like I'm a lot more anxious, which is not a good thing. Like, I've got a lot more anxiety. Um So – what then? My things to do then, like after work during the week and stuff, is like completely like if I can like try to completely check out and like just sit on the couch and watch like watch television, television, and not televangelists. Like, just see tel- how many I,
0: different ones you can get on the TV. At I want.
1: I'm donating to a lot of televangelists. Like they're good people. And like, Joel Osteen opened it up during the hurricane this year, and he totally redeemed himself.
0: A lot of people are like, you know, that Paul White here's got a lot of money in the bank, and see, that's that's only half of it. Paul White here might make some money. It's all right back out.
1: It's all it's all right back out to the people like Joel.
0: Joel's got the direct deposit, not Paul. Are doing,
1: and I'm I'm continuing to, as you know, I'm continuing to donate to Liberty University. <laughs> I'm t- I'm tithing to Liberty University, ten percent of each paycheck goes right there.
0: And, and you actually, I think God came to you and said, like, that doesn't count as a tithe, and you're like, too bad, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If I have to pick one, you might not like it's what gonna, happens. It's gonna
1: be liberty. <laughs> Um. No, so, yeah, like, I think that just much less active. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, like, subconsciously, um, or, you know, maybe just, like, as an, at, like, circum, you know, circumstances where you're, like, we're obviously getting older, like, it takes a little bit more time like more time to bounce back from doing something fun sure. than it used than it used to. Like and now you were I feel like you worry more about like, okay, like if Johnny and I go out on Wednesday and we're we're drinking whiskey, then like I'm probably gonna feel like shit until Friday or Saturday morning. So like I've gotta factor that in. Do you get a lot of two day hangovers? I don't I don't get two day right. hangovers. You get
0: any two day hangovers?
1: Occasionally. Okay. Um, not super often. What is more often the case is I'm super tired for, even if I like get a ton of sleep, like I'm super tired for several days. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I have experienced a two day hangover yet, but uh, I, I, you, you see people discussing it. And honestly, Gina, who's a little bit younger than me, she has had it. And so I'm hoping I'm just, I'm just that, that magic. I'm just the middle path. I'm just going to do people older than me, people younger than me, everybody else can go get it and I'll just keep doing it. Clearly how, it will not stay,
1: but. How disciplined are you in your drinking? And what I mean by that is I will drink whatever. Is like, put in if,
0: front of you all is, the time. Is
1: put in front of me all the time. Or if you're like, let's have, like, I will go from like red wine to whiskey, to a beer, to a different mixed drink, like, and I will mix all, and that's when I get, and yeah. that's when I get. You, in well, you
0: know, you can't, can't do that.
1: I know that, like, I know so that. You you, can, do you I know do it? it anyway? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't,
0: I don't do that. I, if I, like, I am, if depending on how things go, if I'm going out to places and we're going to breweries or whatever, and I'm drinking beer, I'll drink the beer, and then if we go to a uh, a bar or a restaurant, then you can, like, if you, then you drink wine, that's okay or you drink whiskey, but like like nothing beyond, you know, beer is a thing and then one other thing is a thing and you don't get to do, there's no third thing. There's okay. no, well I want to try a beer drink and then I want to try a whiskey. You so don't get you, to do the tub thumper no matter how much you want to.
1: So here's what I do a lot. And I'm curious if you do the same thing, if you're going, so like you're going out to a restaurant, like, you know, whatever it is, say like, like an actual restaurant, not a pizza place or something. Um, would you, will, what I will often do is, Right when we get there, I'll order a cocktail, you know, like an old fashioned or something. And like then before once
0: we, I, I go up there, I'm like, "I'll give you my name, but first bring me a cocktail. Exactly I'll tell right. you who I am after I get it." Yeah. Then I run right out the front door. They don't know who I am. Fuck <laughs> you.
1: Uh, I'll have the cocktail, you know, like sitting at the table, like while we order, and then we'll move to wine afterwards. And then. Like, if we go out after that, then maybe I'm on to a beer. So that doesn't happen for you. If you go with something, you're sticking with it.
0: And honestly, that's not even – that. what you're saying is correct. I, I stick with it. And in general, if – I don't really like switching between stuff. Like, if I go to a place, I'm like, oh, this is, this is a nice place. I'm going to drink some wine. I, I don't want it to be like, oh, then I'll have a cocktail next. My Usually, I prefer – if I go to a place and they got a fancy cocktail menu. I want to drink the fancy cocktails a lot more than I want to drink the wine. But sometimes sure. you go to a place and it's like, well, this is a place you got to drink wine. Then I drink the wine. But I, I don't like in general, I I'm not going to drink the wine. So I'll, it doesn't come up. OK. Um, and then I go to a beer place. I want to drink the beer. So it's not that difficult. Uh, so I, know I, I don't, see, I don't I, get credit for this.
1: I think I take a lot of cues from the people that I'm with, probably more than I should. Right, like if it's if you're like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna get even if I'm having like an old fashioned and then I'm having dinner with you and you're like, you know what, I think I'm gonna have, then I'm gonna have a glass of red wine. Then I will now, probably be like, okay, well, do you want to just get a bottle? Like, I'll I'll drink that too if that's what you're drinking. Maybe that's like a personality disorder where I'm like a pleaser. I don't know. Maybe don't, this isn't something for you, and this is something for BetterHelp.com. Oh,
0: it's certainly not something for me. I love the idea that you would do something else and then meet up with me. And then the place I brought you would be like, let's get a glass of wine, rather than they have flaming shots of Everclear
1: here. <laughs> Should we have that? Johnny says look that, at that can't. Look at Johnny that says not luge. to come if you're not getting one. Look at that ice. It's only fifty dollars to take an ice luge of Rumpelman's from the ice luge.
0: <laughs> that lady in the bikini keeps putting her butt on it. That makes it cost more, I think. Um. So yeah, it's good that we. Uh, drink poorly and fuck up our bodies. This but is as what we're in agreement here.
1: So I'm curious and this is all the way back to your original question which is how do you think that you're a fundamentally different person than you were in 2016? I think
0: I'm a fundamentally person fundamentally different person than I was in 2019. Uh, but I think I I think that's I, do you, how about that? Do you agree with that first off? First wait quick break I said, how about that? Which whenever I do, I like to also say, cash me outside, how about that? So there's that. Now, uh, back to you. When is the most recent year you think you would be find your old self fundamentally different than your current
1: self? Great question. Probably 2018. Probably 2018. So pretty like Yeah, two. Around that, yeah.
0: Uh, give me one example of a thing that's really changed. How about this? Give me an example of a, a new interest you have that you didn't have then.
1: I think the point is it's a lack of.
0: Oh, you so you've lost interest in...
1: Not uh, lost interest, but maybe it's just... I don't know. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about myself. It's just like, hey, I need to take up. I need to take up something to like stop slipping into this. Like, oh, I'm just going to be lazy and blah, blah, blah. And, like you're, and then you're just kind of waffling around, going to work and really not, I don't know, doing, picking up any hobbies or interests or things like that. The outside of, like, I'm going to go get the newest beer release, right? Like, the, they just came out with a new Hazy IPA. I'm going to go get that. But, like like, things that are, like, maybe, like, intellectually or socially stimulating like so that's where i think it's different. so like i wish they were i could be like oh i picked up all these new hobbies where i'm doing this and this and this but i think maybe it's the opposite.
0: um i would say that's probably extremely common, right? i mean, that this is the 5 year thing is arbitrary, but it's also destroys the conceit Given the five years of age, I think this is a hmm. I guess I think for us, given our life path and going to school for as long as we did, this is probably a especially notable five-year transition period right. for a lot of people. Um, I have found that I maybe this is also common. I am deeply interested in local government now. Oh, okay. And the other, like, uh, uh, last Saturday, a brewery in town, Modest Brewing, near the Twin Stadium, very good stuff, they had a fundraiser for a group that is trying to get a local, trying to get a skate park built. And they had a bunch of skateboarding organizations come, and they did a demonstration in the alley out back behind the building. And it was really fun. And we went there, and then I was standing next to Gina, and then I elbowed her in the ribs, and she was like, don't do that. And then I was like, look over there. And it was city council member Steve Fletcher. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen him in real life before. And then she and then he was just walking there, like nobody knew who the fuck he was. But I was like, "Oh my god, Steve Fletcher! What's he doing here?" I was like, "Oh yeah, we're in the third ward. This is his district, so he probably has to. He wants to come out for be at public events look, and right, like BC, post an Instagram yeah. picture." After, And sure enough, yeah. she was like, "That's probably not even him." And then that night, I looked at his Instagram, which I already followed, even though he's not even my council member. He's really good though, and uh, there it was. He had posted a picture like I was at this thing, and there isn't money for this, and I donated, and it's great, and we all had a good time. And so I really care deeply about that, and I never would have imagined that I would give a shit about
1: anything like that. But now it's something <sighs> I
0: follow pretty pretty closely.
1: That I should, I really should, because it's like Naperville is kind of split. I mean, kind of split between like old Repu- like old Republican, and like new, you know, like. People our age or something like that that are um, that are voting more on the left. Like the, ol- the only um, pol- politician that I know basically, like who they even are or what they look like is Lauren Underwood because she's kind of like a big star of uh, from this area. Rebecca actually went to school with her, went to high school with her, and knows her. But she's a big up and coming star in the in the, uh, in the Democratic Party. So like that's the only like I should be more invested probably in like local <laughs> local issues and things like that. And maybe this will spur me to, but probably not.
0: Um, you should get into it, and then you should run for
1: office. I think I would lose badly.
0: Well, what if you lie to them about what your beliefs are?
1: <laughs> and just turn full heel?
0: <laughs> just a- anyone you talk to, like, oh, I agree. You're right about that.
1: Yeah. We have
0: to defund the police, but also have more police, but they're all horses. That's what I think, too.
1: I want to run on a platform of just complete insanity. (laughs) Every day, I'm going to vote on a new different thing. You have no idea what it is. Just to see if I can get 5% of the vote by being completely insane. I,
0: I think, depending on what direction you go with your insanity, you may do way better than that. Um... Okay, so it seems like you have taken what you're. I think what you're getting at, in the last five years, you've taken less of an interest in most of the things you were previously interested in, and you are more interested in vegging out on the couch. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, and then how you say it sounds depressing, but that's the reality. But
0: I mean, also, like, I I can't speak for everyone, but if you just think about like parents in general, I I mean. I feel like that's probably what usually happens. And I don't mean specifically people who have children, but just like the older people who we look at, you think about how, you know, the older people in your life that, you know, that's, you probably are less passionate about things. Um,
1: But I feel like, like I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch nine episodes straight uh, of, you know, Ted Lasso or Arrested Development. Uh, And Dave is like, you know what? I've, Kids, kids asleep. I'm gonna learn cuneiform um, because I've always been interested in it, and I've got two hours. Like I think that's where Dave and I diverge. So let's
0: think about perhaps uh, local government isn't your thing. What would what would be a good thing? Let's do that. Was five years ago. Let's say you're really happy with things five years from now. Uh, what hobby have you picked up?
1: I'd really like, I'd like that uh, classy Balassi has been getting into wine. Like she's, ta- I think she's taking those like wine cl- education classes, right? I think, I think that would be yeah. really cool to like be, just be really super knowledgeable um, about that. I also, I have um, taken out the one thing that I forgot about is um, fractional investing. Into sports memorabilia, no, I haven't put very much money at all, but like I own part of Joe DiMaggio's game used bat, John, and Wilt Chamberlain's rookie uniform. How about that? Cash, Cash me, me outside.
0: outside. um I gotta tell you, Paul, that seems really bad
1: <laughs> if it is.
0: Uh, are these investments that have the potential to go up in value theoretically?
1: Yeah, because like people will buy them. Like you buy shares of whatever this Wilt Chamberlain. Like the value of that on the secondary market. Like my shares of the Wilt Chamberlain jersey have doubled since I bought them. Yeah. Well. I hope are you, you gonna cut, are you gonna cut me out from the podcast? Really?
0: <laughs> I've said a lot of funny stuff. You I probably could probably should. put together a twenty five minute version of this that's just me riffing, seemingly, <laughs> and it's a total stream of consciousness. You have no idea where it's coming. Really, it was just Paul queued me up for new things, but uh,
1: but if anybody needs my code for collectible or on rally road, you know where to find me.
0: I don't. I know, like, I have instincts as an interviewer that I should be like how does this work? But I just, I don't got it. I'm yeah, not going to ask you how this works. You shouldn't
1: works. care. What, well, what are your five years from now? What things do you want to be into?
0: I think I'll read the power broker.
1: You want to read the, you're going to read the power broker. In the broker next five
0: years, years, I'll do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's probably going to take you that It'll long. It'll take
0: me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, like, uh, 9, 20, 20 I'll lick my thumb, turn the page. It's like, oh, I did it. Oh Yeah. And then I assume I will die. I'll just I'll just yeah. collapse. This has been my life's work. <laughs> I know why the bridges were too low. It was to make it so the buses couldn't go to the beach. I've learned everything there is to learn from this book. I already know all the main things from the book. I don't have to <laughs> read it. Who says I have to read it? He's a racist there's a, fuck. We put the Peter. highways on the beach and out there on the edge, and he made it so they couldn't go under the bridges. Fucking the black people. Fuck that guy.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: You want anything to say about that?
1: I I feel like I don't need to read it now. Yeah, so I, I just won't. <laughs> you
0: know what? That's why you were gonna, you were reaching for it. You spo- I saw spoiler Nobody alert. the video, but now he's now he's reaching over his other shoulder for this big book that says <laughs> how to do sports NFTs. I bet that's a really good book. It'll be great.
1: Okay, now I think so. We've established. Do you think anyone in our Do you think anyone in our group owns an NFT? anyone No uh
0: I think it's hard to buy an NFT right now. I think it is too. I think mean, you
1: need like a certain wallet, right?
0: Yeah. I think it's and if you're doing that, why wouldn't you just invest in crypto? Right. You can do that easier. Now, on the other hand, uh it's it, all cryptos are now extremely suspicious. Have you read I don't even know what this thing is called. Boy, how about a real quick, extremely unintelligent discussion of how the crypto market's about to collapse?
1: I'm into it. Did
0: you see about, I don't even know what it's called. Did you see about this cryptocurrency where something started getting fucked up and then they're like, oh, uh, someone's trying to like hack our blockchain, he said using words. And then uh, they're like, let's go ahead and take the blockchain down. And they did it.
1: No, I didn't read that. Do you remember? You don't remember what currency I don't remember was. what it's
0: called. We could figure this out very easily.
1: But uh, it raised a lot of
0: concern. Because I was going to like, say, I, I thought was it was supposed to be to not... decentralized. How can yeah. you take it down? And they're like, uh, we took it down because it was about to collapse. And like, the whole point is that you can never do that. How yeah. many of these cryptocurrencies are actually real cryptocurrencies that are self-reliant upon and decentralized and just reliant upon the blockchain? And how many of them are like, I got a kill switch
1: right here. Motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Trading it's ends when I push this button. One guy in his parents' yeah. basement. Which, again, the, is the can... entire
0: point of this is that no one can do that. And right. we always just have transactions. It's supposed
1: to, yeah. It's supposed to have access, you know, like you're supposed to be able to bank yeah. uh, different populations, right? So, like not the non-bankable is like the whole point. I
0: was, I was skeptical before, but now it's the idea that like you could invest, like I'm confident Bitcoin doesn't have that and certain things at the top. But the idea that you could invest in any of these small scale coins is insane. Because, after, I, I mean, to me, this shows how irrational these markets are. Because this should have been the end of the market of any small coin. Once you right. saw that even one of these, it's like, oh, by the way, I push f6 on my keyboard and we don't have this coin stops until i push it again right we were trading in johnny coins i own them all yeah you don't
1: have any access to whatever right. you put ten thousand dollars into it, you have no access to it yeah. until i say so
0: okay so that this is good this is how we'll find out well we won't find out because nobody listens but if if everyone were to listen we'd find out if anyone owned an NFT, because we'd get an angry response to this segment explaining how stupid it was and how uh, incorrect my summation of what has occurred here. And how we
1: don't we don't we don't understand it. we don't understand the future value of NFTs and we're philistines and stuff like that.
0: All those things. This has been a, a weird episode, but I think it's a really good one. Do you think it's a good one?
1: I think so. I think I probably got a little dark there.
0: We we all get dark, and uh, I I said some rude stuff, but I also said some nice stuff about Steve Fletcher. Let's all vote for him if we live in Minneapolis.
1: Hey, get out the vote, guys.
0: GOTV, we all agree. Paul, we've got time for just one more segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? (sighs) If you don't, I got something real good.
1: Please, please take it because whatever I say is going to be dog shit.
0: (laughs) I know that uh, everyone is tired of the, uh, I can't even think of the right word, the fascism, the overpowering darkness and unnecessary power of single-use kitchen appliances. Mm -hmm. We don't want them. Literally, no one has a kitchen big enough to purchase every single-use kitchen appliance they might talk themselves into wanting. But I bought a new single-use kitchen appliance, and I'm enjoying it very much. It is a hot air popcorn popper. Oh! It's so much better than microwave popcorn. It's so much better than making popcorn in a wok or a Dutch oven, both of which I did before. It is the truth. You plug it in; it spits all the popped popcorn out. You have, now, this one I have has a little butter melter thing. And it's like, oh, we can melt the butter. That shit doesn't work. You don't use that. You just melt the butter, in, or or you, you can use oil. But I'm melting butter in the microwave. Dump it all over there. Put whatever seasoning you want on there. It's incredibly good popcorn. Uh, Interesting. You know,
1: may I ask how what, how much does one of those cost? You like know, 20. you
0: don't. It was like twenty bucks on Amazon.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and so again, it's a big thing that you only use when you're making popcorn. But you know what? I'm making a lot of popcorn. Do right you?
1: Now. I was gonna say, do you? I have. I can't remember the last time I made popcorn at home. It's been years.
0: Yeah, I. I did you make a lot of popcorn? Or did you make a lot of popcorn? I made a moderate huh. amount of popcorn before. Um, I had. I don't think I've had microwave popcorn in a while. But I got popcorn, and I would make it on the stove. But it was always kind of a mess to clean up, and you had to really be attentive to prevent it from burning. And you'd always have a, like, a bunch of kernels on the bottom, and it'd be weird, and it kind of gross. The air popper makes no mistakes. Now, if you just eat the plain popcorn out of the air popper, it's going to be pretty plain. But you do the melted butter. You do. I got the uh, Trader Joe's uh, Elote seasoning. It's okay. fucking great. I dumped that shit on there. It's it's an amazing snack.
1: Okay. I, like really, I'm really, have to, if, I need
0: to look into it. If you can look around in your kitchen and somehow see a space anywhere where you can put a popcorn popper, I think it's worth doing.
1: That's good advice. I do have something to plug now that I think about it. Let's hear it. Um, I, I
0: hope it's a single-use kitchen appliance.
1: I wish it was. Um, although I, tell, I keep telling Rebecca I want a commercial-grade um, um, fruit press.
0: Ooh, 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 yeah. Like one of the big
1: iron ones that you, like, and, push and, down. and that's, like, literal thousands, right? I don't think so. No, like, not the, not the, you know, like the ones that you see at bars that are, like, clipped to the thing, and then they, like, have a oh. handle that pulls down. It's, like, so you're like pulverizing the lemon or whatever. Yeah. That's what I want.
0: I see. I thought, I thought you meant, like, Not, like, the electric
1: way. juicer. It, yeah, yeah. Not like, the... Like, uh,
0: like, I'm making cold-pressed juice, and we're just going to... No, yeah. This is my whole thing now. Okay. I see. That... That, that sounds much more reasonable. But what is uh, your actual thing?
1: Um, the, I, re- I watched, and I don't know if anybody else watched it. Johnny, I feel like maybe you have. Um, the movie Together Together, which uh, is with Patty Harrison, uh, who I really like, uh, and Ed Helms. Uh, I've not is, seen this. It is really, really good. I watched it, uh, and I would highly recommend it. Um, and then just a funny guy on Twitter, the, the Chicago comedian named Dan White. who was really funny. So those would be my plugs.
0: Do you know his Twitter handle?
1: I think it's at. I think it's at at Dan White. He
0: White. got there. Dan White's a pretty common name. No,
1: no. I think it's at symbol and then at Dan White.
0: Oh, so it's a t d a n.
1: A t d a n. Yeah.
0: White. Okay, that makes. I can I send
1: it. I'll, when, once this drops, uh, I will. I'll send it in the chat.
0: That sounds good. Uh, we're all going to look for at Dan White, whose name is at Dan White, and uh, what was together, your name? Together. together Together. Together Together. Tell me a little about to give, give us a little summation. What's what's the premise? What's the tagline of Together Together?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, like the relationship. Do you know Patty Harrison? Queen, uh, yes. Amazing. Um, she is basically a like paid surrogate for Ed Helms, Ed Helms' character who's a single guy and wants to have a kid. Uh, And they go, he goes through a service and Patty Harrison is a surrogate. And it's just kind of like about that, their relationship going through that. So I thought, I thought it was good. It's like an easy, pretty quick movie. um, But I thought it was well done.
0: What if there was, so what if there was a movie that took as long to watch as the power broker took to read? Could it ever be good enough? Like we talked about how you could read like 20 novels in the time you spend reading The Power Broker, and so you maybe you should just read those 20 novels. Could there ever be a movie right. good enough to be that same comparison? It seems like no, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
1: I don't... Like, how long would that... What would be the comparable, right? Like, so say The Power Broker is... Let's say it's just for 1,200 pages. I, I don't know that... That's well, let's do it the there. other
0: way. Let's assume that our comparison is right, and The Power Broker is the same as reading 20 medium, short to medium novels. So that would make this movie around 40 hours long.
1: (laughs) Now, on the other hand,
0: isn't that what TV shows are? That's true. Like, 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 think about if you said you sign up to watch lost right now, you're committing a lot more than that. Yeah. And you could instead watch literally everything, uh, every TV show on HBO max.
1: Uh, I don't know. Fun. Like just as an aside, Um, I never watched Lost when it was going on, and I I never watched Game of Thrones. And literally the only two episodes I've seen are either are the finales. (laughs) Do you
0: think – can we have your review of how good those shows
1: are? Uh, I'm not – and this is going to make a lot of people – maybe I should have done this for my hot take is I'm not a huge, like, fantasy as far as, like – dragons it's like i don't know it's not really my and i know that it's different than that i know it's about all this kind of like i get it you don't need to pile on me but it's not really my genre like i've never been a lord of the ring guy or anything like that um so i don't have much of a it was very confusing for me just to watch the finale since i've never seen it before yeah um and then the last one was real boring i don't know didn't they go to like a church or something and then it was like they're in purgatory or whatever
0: I haven't seen these things I don't know yeah um seems like something like that I know these are famous shows that I guess everybody hates the Game of Thrones ending and then people are more split on loss but I think yeah. it's leans not liking it is my Has any of
1: those great like I feel like so many of those great shows have like everybody's just disappointed. the like, like people hate the Seinfeld ending people hate the Sopranos, and like, oh, well, I, I guess like the Sopranos a ending, but that, that's, that's clearly a split, divided. But there's like a lot of controversy. Um, or there's a lot no, of. I think Mad Men
0: is the one that really stands out that people like the ending.
1: Yeah, I actually never watched Mad Men, so um, I couldn't tell. You. I
0: really like that Breaking Bad. they're definitely, I I was fine with it, but it gets it, it. The show changes towards the end. Yeah. And I know there's definitely a contingent out there who's like, this is not the show I signed up for anymore. By the end, but I, I I was fine with it, but Mad Men is the one I think is the closest to. Actually, nailing it. Which, which, but you're exactly right. Your main point is that this is too much to ask. Lost is the best example that people always cite. That the whole game was these interesting questions, and then the we couldn't really answer those.
1: The only good non-comedy ending, besides Mad Men, which I haven't seen, is probably Quantum Leap. So.
0: What happens at the end of Quantum Leap? I'm not
1: no, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. If you don't
0: tell me, I'm going to look it up on on Wikipedia.
1: Go for it. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to be the one that causes people to not watch Quantum Leap because Paul Whitehair only told the end of, you should watch Quantum Leap. It's wonderful.
0: I just looked it up on my phone. He farts in the phone booth so bad that he dies.
1: Damn it. Well, now people aren't going to watch it.
0: It must have been really bad.
1: Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch.
0: Paul, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Johnny.
0: Best wishes in the interview.